NFL season kicks off this week. We will talk to Chris Cooley, former Washington H-back, tight end, and pottery maker. We'll share that story. He made pottery for me. It's in my home. I display it proudly. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey. You never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Want to remind everyone to check out Bill Barnwell's podcast, The Bill Barnwell Show. Download that and SV Pod wherever you get your podcast. Welcome in. It is SV Pod. NFL Week 1 begins Thursday. College football began kind of last week. A lot of excitement in the air. I'm lying in bed right now doing the podcast, Steve. Hey, now. Well, it's not like that, but it's just <laughs> we're looking for – we're trying to find some better audio in the home. And uh, I'm just – this is where we are. I'm laying like uh, – like um, what's that lady in Titanic? What's her name? Rose. What's, what's her name, the actress? Kate. Winslet. Yeah. Pay, pay me like one of your French girls. <laughs> That's how I'm lying. I want y'all, as you're listening, picture that. Except I'm not nude, but I'm, that's how I'm lying. Draw me like one of your French girls. Let's talk some football. Yeah. How many drafts? So far, we've done two. Um, we have several more. No, we've done three. The final draft is actually tonight. We're taping this Tuesday. And this is the friend draft. And this is the big one. And you're in the mix. You you are in the mix. You first of all, we had draft number three over the weekend, yeah. and you went full GM for one of my buddies. You just show up and start feeding him inside information from Cincinnati and Oakland, and he's making picks. And I'm just I'm sitting at my computer, and I'm like, son of a, <laughs> this is a hundred percent Steve inside information because this guy sucks at picking players. All due respect, he has won a championship. Shout out Senko. The offer was great. Guy made me an offer. Wait, he's Am I gonna say no? You? What do you mean offer? Offer was on the table. I accepted. What we was negoc- the offer? We negotiated at a brewery earlier in that day. Hold, hold the bleep on. You got paid for picks. There's an there was an agreement. I'm not saying it was cash, but there was an agreement made. What else made. is there? Goods Plenty. and services. Yeah, food, booze, the whole nine. This is incredible. Now, I'm telling you right now, if you think you're going to show up tonight. No. Tonight, I'm, I'm going to give my guy a pop. If you think you're going to show up tonight at Cleveland Park Bar and Grill and start giving out picks, like, there's going to be issues. All right? Remember where your bread's buttered, my man. Okay? I'm not your boss, but we're teammates. I'm a spectator we're, tonight. We're teammates first, you and me. You got it. I'm here for you tonight. Guys, okay? what happened the other night was bullshit. You can't be giving out picks like that again. <laughs> But I have this question philosophically. Mm-hmm. And we've already covered the ground that I made fun of fantasy and I thought they were yeah. losers and dorks. We, we've covered that. Everyone knows. And now I have a problem. How many leagues is too many leagues? I think more than two. I tend to agree because here's what happens. You draft Zach Ertz in one league, but you're mm-hmm. playing against him in another. Mm-hmm. You draft Alvin Kamara in one league, but you're playing with him in yet another. And so every play that happens as you're watching – Scott Hansen, quad box. Let's go to Indianapolis. Shout out Hansen. So excited this week. 
That guy has got a... He is ready. How do we best describe his level of excitement without getting... Let's mm. just say... Let's just say it's... You call your doctor if it's been more than four hours. Right? <laughs> 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 oh, Siciliano's great, too. And I, I'm team Siciliano now because I'm, I'm, I'm on the dish. I miss my guy, Hanson. We love him. They're both great. Those guys both do a great job. But my point is, if you're watching... And like touchdown DJ Chark, oh great, oh no. Yeah. Once you're in that many leagues, every play helps and every play hurts. And so my problem is I'm I've said yes to different leagues, and then once you're in them, you feel kind of like a kind of like a jerk if you tap out, don't you? With your cachet, people are like, you know who's in my league? That's true. I'm Van bait. Pelt. I'm bait. I'd I play am. Van Pelt this week. I'm gonna crush him, and then I'm gonna tweet at him. And tell him he sucks. <laughs> that happens too. It's kind of how it goes. That's okay. I'm happy. Uh, look, if 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 you need Z-less celebrities to make your fantasy league feel more important, <laughs> great. But but the most important drafts tonight because it's the friends mm-hmm. league, and that's the one that obviously there's the most chatter, there's the most history, and you go back lots of years. And let's just say that the guy who I just crushed. Uh, who, who you helped the other night with whatever your arrangement was, he won the league one year and he put out a manifesto. He sure did. To explain <laughs> how to win a league. And let's just say that the manifesto included a horribly inappropriate picture that was <laughs> on the cover of the manifesto. Mm-hmm. And we're, we moved recently. And as we're moving, there's a mover holding up the manifesto saying, do you need this? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need that. And I can't. Collector's item. I can't even tell you. Like, think of the whole most awful thing that you could have to try to explain to a mover you need. And, and that's, I can't even get in. I can't just, whatever you think it is, it's worse. And uh, yeah, so. So we kept the manifesto. Uh, it includes such gems as if you can pick two people that can score 100 points, you should do that. Yeah. He had Breeze. He had Breeze and somebody else that had 100 points combined out of two people. So that was part of his manifesto. It was a big, big picture of me that says, don't, lo- don't listen to the talking heads. And then there was some other stuff that really is neither here nor there. Anywho, these are the types of people that are involved in this draft. <laughs> Uh, the guy who won it last year, shout out Kalp in Chicago. We've mentioned him quite a bit on the show. He's on the other side of 50, but is impossibly jacked, right? Oh, shredded. Cut like a diamond. Unbelievable. Like he made himself a wrestling belt, and he, he ran out of steam because there's only so many pictures you can take in Chicago with your shirt off and the belt. <laughs> but for, it was a pretty aggressive pace for a couple months of him shirtless with the belt on and in Chicago, like filling up the car with gas, all these things. And, um, and so that's what went on. Uh, we, we've been drafting for years. If you can win this league, it's a big one. So tonight, Steve, when you show up to, uh, to the draft, I expect you to pipe down. You can, you can eat beers all night, but you can't, wear a muzzle. You can't feed people picks. All right, so there's fake football, fantasy football, which stand for Steve and I were just talking about. And then there's real football, which begins Thursday. And there's nobody that I know who's any sharper at helping us understand it than a guy who played it and played it really well for Washington for many years, and that's Chris Cooley. And Chris Cooley joins us now 
from Wyoming, where you now reside. Sheehan just explained this to me. I, th that's exciting. You've had a spot out there for years, and now this is, this is where you reside full-time? This is where we reside full-time as of, like, one month ago. Do you guys have so all your stuff? Like, been... You got, like, a house that's, like – because I just moved, like, three weeks ago, and it's still kind of chaotic. It's the absolute worst ever to move. <laughs> um, we have, like, a well, vacation home out here. Right. We're going to build a house. Like, um, but gosh, my, yeah, I got my stuff everywhere is where I got stuff everywhere. You know what I have displayed in my office on a, a mantle proudly is a, a little pot you made me back when you did a, you did a radio show with me and you brought me a little pot that you made in your kiln. And I have it, I swear to God, it's in my office displayed proudly. That was fun. That was with Rosillo. Yep. Nice. And I, uh, it's, do you still, are you still a potter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah man Making I'm lots. kind of everything right now I, today I was an HVAC fixing guy how'd that so, go it actually went well well la last night it got down to like 25 degrees in Wyoming where we're at it was 98 degrees two days ago it was the same in Denver I think but I couldn't get my HVAC thing to work so we actually had a fire in our house last night <laughs> in September Wow. I heard, I read about that. Like, help me understand how, like, how does your brain process? It's 98. Like, has it's been high 98 here, but it sure is only going to snow in the DC area anytime soon. Like what does your brain just go kind of shut down when that happens? It's a, it's a crazy. Well, it's 42 degrees right now at oh, 1230 and it's going to be 85 on Thursday. There you go. How long did it take to find your winter coats? Up and down. <laughs> They're they're around. We, okay. Well, the nice thing about having our house here is we had we already had a bunch of stuff. Okay. We left stuff here. All right. It's chewed up by mice. Kind of gross. I don't know. All right. So football. Yeah, there you go. Chris Cooley's with us <laughs> to talk football. Here's what I here's what I want to understand. This is I, it feels like the biggest blind spot that any of us have ever had because we've no preseason games. The the, the typical buzz that comes out of that and the stuff that comes out of camp that, that we get little morsels of, and whether it's real or not, it, it fuels, I think, people's interest, and it fuels some vague understanding of what to expect. We have none of that. As someone that understands it better from being in it, does it feel as odd and disconnected to you as it does to the rest of us? It's way more odd and disconnected than 98 degrees to 25 in two days. It, I can't believe they're playing this week. It just seems like it happens so fast out of nowhere. And I just, I think the whole thing's been fascinating how you, you haven't almost heard as much about any sport and football as well. And we're going to start a NFL season in what, three days on Thursday. I, oh. It's just blown my mind. What's the thing, Chris, that not having played at all. And Steve would obviously understand this too, but like, I wouldn't the thing about not playing at all, not practicing a ton, being in pads as much. Like, what what will show itself starting Thursday and then Sunday and Monday, where you're just like, "Whoa, this is pretty ragged." I think it'll be sloppy. I I, I just can't imagine that it's not. And I know that there's always the idea that well, college football doesn't play any preseason. It's just that college football practices a lot harder, for the most part, than NFL. I mean, it, it was like a mandatory. 14 days or whatever it was of walkthrough and they they're practicing it, 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 
with all the tests and all the social distancing and all the things, and there's no break and there's no preseason stuff. And I just, I can't find any way in my mind to think that any coach in this league has an expectation of what his team is right now. If his team's ready to play in week one, if they're not ready to play in week one, the back eight guys on the roster, do they feel comfortable, comfortable with those spots and what they want to get out of them? I just got to think, it's going to be – I think it's going to be sloppy. But I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be high scoring. I think you'll see some big plays because that's what NFL players do is they make plays. But can't imagine it's a well-orchestrated deal as far as game plan stuff. Chris, we're all kind of guessing here. Um, and I've talked uh, on previous weeks on this podcast about the idea of – I think it actually might be good for the sport because, like, in college, guys are getting a lot more um, – board time you know in meetings with coaches and they're getting to learn their assignments more and I think that's good I think I think the game has gotten sloppy because it's just all right we got a freshman let's throw him out there let's throw him in man-to-man coverage and see what he could do and then that simplifies our defense which doesn't get you know as as game planning as I and then when I played I, that's what I, the stuff I liked but then you learn your assignment and then you have to try and go block a 290 pound defensive end on stretch play in shorts so I think the offensive line obviously is going to be behind a little bit, but I also think the defensive backfield um, is going to be behind just be knowing, not getting that speed of, in the unknown of, of, of teams that you haven't seen because there are no preseason games. What gives, you know, you said big, big plays and stuff like that. Is that, is that what you're talking about, you know, with teams winning offensively on the outside if they can hold up? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, you talk about the offensive line, and I think in general over the last few years with the lack of padded practices, you've seen more sloppiness from offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I think it's why you see so many holding penalties and stuff because you, you get guys trying to trying to do their assignment and trying to execute technique-wise, but they're not practicing it against other guys in pads more than – once a week for the first 10 weeks of the season, and then almost never in the back half of the season. And so I think it, it's a little bit sloppy in that respect. I, I would assume it will be close to that type of football that way. I think it'll be interesting, the defensive backfield, it's especially with tackling. And that's where I think yeah. you probably end up getting a ton of big plays. They got a lot of those colleges and stuff, they'll have scrimmages and they'll tackle. And, and it's a little bit different tempo and tone. Um, although that's changed as well a little bit. But NFL-wise, these guys are not tackling each other in practice, mm. at, at least not much that I assume. And, you know, especially for some of the young guys that aren't fully accustomed to the speed, fully accustomed to the skill level, I think there there could be potentially a lot of missed tackles in the secondary. And I also think there could be a lot of missed assignments in the secondary because you have – no preseason tape, no nothing but last year's tape. So everyone's new stuff will be fully on board. And secondaries check coverages. They check the things they're doing in the back end. They combo things off based on what they're seeing from formations and where receivers are. And I think for a lot of teams, there will be a little bit of a blank slate. And so those first couple weeks, it, it, it'll be pretty wide open. It would be my guess. Yeah, I'm, I know you're out in Wyoming now, and you're a, you're a local guy. But last night with Navy, Coach Ken said the first words of the press conference: "It's a thousand percent my fault. We didn't tackle one time in practice. All he did was tackle and block dummies. They never went live. 
They, they were worried about the COVID thing face-to-face, so he took the full blame. And then the internet obviously goes crazy and is like, all right, well, who, who are these other teams that didn't tackle or block live people? Because we want to bet against those teams after watching Navy last night. <laughs> well, I think it's a lot. Yeah. I think everyone's so worried about the, the COVID stuff, too. It's like how socially distanced can we stay through some of these training camps and some of this stuff? I, I think it's a lot mm. that won't tackle. I think probably a lot of other coaches breathed a sigh of relief when he said that. Like, whew, yeah, well, we haven't been tackling either. So we'll see how this <laughs> well, goes. They got, and then they got beat like 100 their, to 3. Gonna... <laughs> they got crushed. I mean, maybe he doesn't <laughs> oh, lose like that ever. They got destroyed. They run the option. You can't <laughs> lose like that when you run the option. You should control the ball and the clock. But you tackle you, like that, you can, I guess, now. Well, and, and not if you can't get a first down. Yeah, like, I mean, it was amazing just to – like, again, they Crazy. don't lose like that, and they did. And, I mean, those things will, will clearly show themselves, and there will be nowhere to hide. And I can't imagine there would be any worse place to be than on a football field feeling like you can't have anywhere to hide. But, Chris, I'm, I'm interested in the NFL about something I talked to Steve about, and he made this point. Because there's, like, Washington's one where the, the offensive backfield, you go – Who's the guy, right? Who's and I feel like you could say New England, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. I could keep going where there's who's the guy that's standing behind the quarterback first down and takes the first handoff. And I said, We don't know who that is. And Steve just smiled and said, They do. In other words, the people who've been in camp, you guys would know, right? We wouldn't on the media side of things. But th- these teams right now, do do you do you get a sense? being together day in and day out running things. Oh, we know who the guy is, whether you do or not, or, or is there even maybe a little bit of mystery for them? It's a really unknown position. I, good example, I was watching Hard Knocks the other night, and I think it was the second episode or something. They were talking about Austin Eckler, and he was undrafted, and if he didn't have this special preseason in week four, mm-hmm. he would have made the team. And now Austin Eckler's the premier back for the Chargers and one of the best fantasy backs in the NFL and it's because he had a great preseason four again you go back to no tackling guys and a back cannot do what he's best at doing which is run with the ball if he's not getting tackled or showing that he can break tackles or not fumble or what he's doing in the open field they're just touching off on him in practice so a back doesn't necessarily show exactly his highest skill set skill set I mean me thinking about this over and over too I didn't play on my varsity team until I was a senior. I didn't start for Utah State really until the last three or four games of my junior year. I wasn't a very good practice player. The mm-hmm. things I did best were after start things broke down, when I had the ball in my hands, making something else happen. And practice is carded and it's drawn. And there are specific things that are going to happen because you're telling the defense exactly how to play it. And then no one's tackling you. And so what happens when plays start to go off schedule and what players can adjust to those things, that's what makes a lot of guys great. I mean, can you imagine like Russell Wilson <laughs> having to be only on schedule? You'd look at him and be like, I don't know. This guy can do it. But you watch him run around two or three times, you're like, wow, okay. So the, the running back to the running back position, and that's hard, really, really hard to evaluate, especially for young guys and, and guys that you haven't seen in your scheme or, or your system. I think it's a tough one. 
So there goes your fantasy running back question, Scott. You're, you're stuck. He didn't give you any. Sorry. Well, uh, well, as, I mean, Chris makes the great point. I mean, if you don't get to demonstrate the thing it is you're really good at, then the team has no way of knowing, and you won't know until there's live ammo. I mean, I, oh. and that, that's what – I mean, fascinates is a word we use too much. Like, things – not that many things are fascinating in life. You know what I mean? Things can yeah. be interesting, sort of. Like, this is legitimately a fascinating topic to me, I, and we won't have a clue until Thursday night. I also think about the idea of coaches coming in and script, like Chris talks about the script and practices. There's coaches out there that are going to come in and be like, all right, this guy's going to get 10 carries. This guy's going to get 10 carries. And then the first guys who said that he's going to have 10 carries, is going to bust like two for 50 plus. And they're like, all right, yeah, let's just keep him in there. Let's write, let's write it. He looks good. Uh, you know, that's going to happen across the league. Uh, but as far as Chris, you played obviously for the Redskins, you work for the Redskins on the radio and all that. Uh, I wanted to dig in a little bit on the NFC East um, just because that's your expertise. Not saying that you don't watch all the NFL, but um, you probably watch the most tape on those teams. We had uh, Bill Barnwell from ESPN on and who's, you know, we think a lot of with the numbers and stuff like that. I, I always respect his opinion. And I am really thinking that this Dallas offense could, could be as more explosive than it was last year with the additions and Dak another year and McCarthy coming in with a fresh set of eyes um, from what you, th- you know, and Bill said he thinks their offense could be better than the, than the Chiefs. Um, when you look at them from afar, from what you've seen, like your last vision of them, and then thinking about, oh, wow, like if they get this and this, like they could be really unstoppable next year. What, 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 what are your expectations there for Dallas? Well, I think Dallas is as talented as anybody in the NFL, especially mm-hmm. on offense. I just look at three big-time receivers. I mean, you know what you have in Amari Cooper. He's exceptional. I think Michael Gallup's a player that's really grown and is going to be a big-time receiver. And then C.D. Lamb's a guy that is blazing. Uh, He's going to be making a ton of plays in this league. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott can run the ball as good as anybody, even if they throw in Pollard with their offensive line. It's big time. I like their tight end, Blake Jarwin. It, It will ebb and flow on how Kellen Moore or Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott mesh. To me, that's the biggest unknown is what what is Dak truly going to be? Because they're not going to be Kansas City. They're not going to be no. as good as Kansas City because they don't have that quarterback. Like that's just the difference. The guy in Kansas City is incredibly special. I like Dak, but he's not that guy. Mm-hmm. So I think that they could have a prolific, high-powered offense. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's that offense that can carry you through – down 21-0 no matter what in a playoff game. That's interesting just because philosophically, we understand the way the position's paid. You know, we saw Deshaun get his in this offseason. And through the years, guys have gotten it, whether they were the guy or not. And it's really interesting to see. And you, God knows you lived it with Cousins in Washington where he got tagged and he got tagged, and then we know what happened. And now that's the name that's going to get brought up as it relates to Dak a lot if they don't get that sorted out. If I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying he's nice, but he's not pay him that much money nice. Is that accurate? Yeah, to me, that's exactly what it is. Mm. And unless it's unless you know something or you have some firm belief, belief, and, and I do, I like Dak Prescott. I like his leadership. I like who he is as, as a player in the league. I just haven't seen him take over enough games and mm. just be that dude. I mean, but every time I say it, it seems like he comes out and has two or three hot games in a row. So maybe for him, I should just keep saying I don't think he's that dude. 
<laughs> beyond beyond Dallas. Well, here's the other thing. I Go mean, ahead. they were they were so limited. Like you, you look at Jason Garrett, and everyone gave him so much grief because oh man, this offense is so limited. You don't limit offense if you have a quarterback that doesn't need to have a limit. There's a reason that they made it simple, and their offense was simple. There's a reason for that. I got to believe. Beyond Dallas, well, I don't know. You it, could it, ask it, Mike McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> he's simplified. Some in people, Green Bay I was going to say fired. some people say he's more simple. Yeah, we don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah, have, right. We don't. Mike doesn't make me any pottery, and uh, we don't have it like that to talk <laughs> as frankly as you and I can. Um, it, it, it is. Is uh, Washington or New York? Phillies, to me, is in there. I don't know what to make of them. I mean, their whole receiver situation was a mess last year, and the fact that they got in was astounding to me, given how injured they were. But I'm interested in Washington and New York, two teams that, you know, you live the rivalry and all that. Does either seem like with their young quarterback, they're prepared to take a step forward? I think it's really interesting because I think starting with New York, they have some stuff on offense. Like they've started to build around – they've started to build an offensive line for the first time in forever. And they got Andrew Thomas. I loved Will Hernandez a couple years ago. Um, Kevin Zeitler, I think, is a good player that's going to play right guard for them. And then they got guys like Evan Ingram's a dude. Yeah. And Caden Smith, another really good tight end. I think they got him last year off of waivers undrafted from San Francisco. Yep. And he's a good player. Um, I like Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton can play, so, and, and Golden Tate. I'm trying to think of all these dudes on this team. <laughs> and then, obviously, Saquon Barkley is as good as it gets in the league. Their offense will have to carry them. I don't think they're as good defensively. I think New York, even though they la- added Leonard Williams, I like their three guys up front. I just don't see it the rest of the way on defense. So I think they're going to get scored on, and it's going to be up to a young quarterback who to me looks like Eli Manning's little brother, but sometimes a little bit more scared <laughs> to really constantly have to make plays. Does he not? He kind of looks like a goof. I, I, I don't, you know, I said the thing draft night about, I didn't think he was a top whatever pick. And then I think people took that to be, I was crushing him. I, I wasn't crushing him. I just never thought when I watched him play at Duke that he was going to go as high as he went. That's all. Mm. Well, I didn't think so either, Scott. I thought he was a second rounder. And I said the same thing about Dwayne Haskins, and I got crushed. And it was like, I'm, I didn't say he's a bad player. I just don't think he's a first rounder. I don't know why that's so hard to swallow. What did he show you I last year? What, what did Haskins show you last year? You, you still don't? You don't see it? Uh, I think that I really like Dwayne. He is one of those kids where I, I mean, know him personally now. I want to see him have a ton of success. I, it was slow, and the thing that he showed me is that he's confident in the pocket. He is fearless. He can move well, keep his eyes downfield. I think that some of the negatives were if he didn't get to number one too too slow to get to two, three, or four, and he was really inaccurate throughout a lot of the year. So I thought that was probably an issue for him. But we'll see. He also, I mean, you, you look at the Redskins, like, okay, who are their guys? Terry McLaurin's a good player. I don't know if he's a true one. Stevenson Jr., Steven Sims Jr. really stepped up, and he, he's impressive. But then you're talking about rookies or Logan Thomas at tight end. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Antonio Gibson. 
think he'll play H-back. They, they just released AP. Everyone's talking about Antonio Gibson. I think he's going to be more like a, an H-back move around, or at least how they use Christian McCaffrey as a receiver, because that's what Antonio Gibson does. But then you're so talking Bryce about Bryce like, Love, though, okay, also, right? Um, Bryce Love was he was amazing at Stanford. Yeah. He had a long way to go. He wasn't ready last late last fall. I know that. But still, mm-hmm. you're talking about you're talking about eight months from then. I think Bryce Love could have a big year. But Ooh. yeah, Ooh. the rest of the have to get carried by defense. Oh, on Bryce Love. Yeah. It'll just depend on how they use him. If he's the guy he was at Stanford, I mean. Steve, Stanford, Steve. You saw it. it was awesome to watch that. Like one back, just turn around and toss it to a dude. Bryce Love take over. Watching that film was awesome. I don't think the Redskins offensive line can do that against their defensive line, though. I think that's going to be a tough, tough problem in practice. Maybe. Their defensive line is awesome. I think the the tougher problem is going to be we're going to need to put a jar in the office, and every time that we use their nickname, we're going to have to put a dollar in there. And, Steve, you owe like six bucks right now. Cooley, you only owe a couple. But it's just – I called the Brooklyn Nets and New Jersey Nets for a year and a half. I called the Chargers San Diego for the entire year they were in L.A. And I'm going to revert back to Washington's nickname because I grew up here, and that's what they were called forever. But anyway, this – look, we don't – Oh, yeah, right. I mean, whatever. Yeah. it's whatever they're going to be called moving forward. Can they be an elite defense with Rivera? Well, they can be, yeah, they should be able to be an elite defense with anybody. Okay. If Chase Young's any bit of what oh. he was at Ohio State. I mean, he was so unbelievable at Ohio State. I watched Ohio State games on television, which for me is rare, just because it was incredible to watch this dude. Mm. He just owned games. And if Mon- if Montez Sweat can step up, you got to expect him to. Like he did at Mississippi State, he, that's big time. They've switched to a four three. I think that's huge for Kerrigan. Okay. I think Kerrigan can play the like Chris Long played for the last couple years in Philly, like come in and rush hard off the edge, and be an impact player still there. I think Kerrigan could have seven eight sacks this year. Then Allen Payne Ioannidis are all really good D tackles. I think they got some dudes on defense. Yeah, no be doubt. Able to get after the quarterback. I think they, but they're to me they're going to have to win games on defense. They're yeah. going to have to be a, a turnover type defense, which is not the type of defense they've been. And if they can do it, they'll give themselves a chance. But they're kind of vice flip flop from what I think the Giants will be. The Giants are going to have to win more games on offense. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here, and guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now, making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Do you realize that you have to get up a lot earlier to watch NFL? football now on Sundays if you're in Wyoming? Well, I realized that 10 o'clock isn't that early for me. Oh, sorry. I, I, thought, you you were night, I thought you were a night owl. No, I have two little kids. I can't be anymore. Um, <laughs> so you were? I've actually been waking up at like 545 and going fishing. I have a, the river runs through my property. It's awesome. 
Yeah, oh, the river runs that. through it. There's a movie about that. I, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm curious about this because, listen, I could listen to you talk about football and we could go through every division. I'm not going to do that to you. You have stuff to do. You have things, things to go get for your property and you've been kind to indulge us here. I, I, I think you've been great at, at talking about it. You've been great in, in whether it was broadcasting, breaking down the tape with my guy Kevin Sheehan in and, and Washington. People would live for those segments when you're doing radio together. And I know coaching something that's in your blood. And like now you're in Wyoming and you're fishing and you're just, you know, I don't know. You're, you're surveying the landscape. Being a dad. Like, I love that. But I'm just genuinely interested in what it is that you want to do next. What's, what, what's the next page in the book look like? Well, me and your guy, Kevin, are going to start doing a podcast this year. I'm sure he Ooh, told you that. Yes, I, I was, that, was my, that was my batting practice fastball for you to tell us about that project. There we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to – He's Kevin's been doing a great job with his podcast for the last two years. And, you know, I was um, just patiently waiting to not have to worry about anybody else outside of me before I could start another project. Believe Understood. That. Understood. And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to doing that with Kevin. I was going to – OC at a high school in Virginia and they didn't start school Mm. and they didn't start football and it's not going to start until at least January. And so at some point I'd like to coach where I'm at out here and I want to be able to coach as my kids grow up and I want to be able to, to be a part of their teams and watch all their practices and games and stuff. So that's kind of, I don't really know what I'm if I need to, if I want to do anything else. Then don't. Is that crazy? No. Are you going to sh- Are you going to shave yeah, again? No, I, am I going to shave? Yeah. I need to. I was going to say like I could, like if you're going fishing every day at 5:30 or whatever, you're 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 going full tilt out there, you know, beard, full mouth hat, man. Yeah. Full mouth jean man. jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I need to get a jean jacket. You are in a cowboy hat. <laughs> you do. Do they make them that size? That's a, that's a big, you got quite a melon, bro. I, I say this. Me and Steve combined. What the, size hat do you wear? It's, it's a bucket, bro. It's an, I, our heads are it's – it's it's ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to own that joke before you come back at me with it. Um, but I want to go back to the serious thing because, no, it's not crazy. If, if what you want to do is fish – and coach in Wyoming and go to your kids' practices, then you should 1 billion percent do that. Like, don't do – and do the yeah. podcast with Sheehan. Just do the stuff you want to do and only the stuff you want to do. Like, if you can do that, why would you do something someone else wants you to do? Forget that. No, I, I – it's how I feel. I just – it's everywhere I go. No, like, you guys didn't do any. But everywhere you go, you're like, so, oh, what are you going to do? Like, well, you know, the crazy thing is, is I played football after the free agency period when I got paid pretty good. I, I don't need to work. <laughs> so I'm good for you. Going to retire, I think. That's it. Yeah, like, not to be, like, I don't want to be, it's always weird because you want to be like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay here. I don't need to do anything. But um, I want to be—I want to be clear, though, Chris. There, there like, might be some projects. 
Good. I, I wasn't, it's like our, our buddy, Chris Long. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. Like I wasn't asking like, what are you going to do? Cause if you don't do something, something's wrong with you. I just, cause you're an interesting guy. And I think whatever it is, that's the answer was going to be interesting to me. You know what I mean? Like, not like you're obligated to do something. You don't have to do you don't want to do. That's a great thing, man, to be able to wake up every day and fill out your card with nothing or whatever you want to do. I envy that. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I just, you know what I, I'm not going to do? I'm just not going to work for somebody else. There you go. That's what I'm, that's what I'm <laughs> not going to do. So I might find, I could do, I could be doing anything here. I was actually thinking about building these barley towers, some really good barley that they grow out here in Wyoming, and then, you know, kind of soliciting it to all the East Coast microbrews. Could do that. There you go. A little barley. <laughs> a little barley in your life. I might, 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 might get a tractor, farm some hay. What about, just plant some weed on your property. I think you can do whatever you want out there. And now it's legal. Just grow some barley, grow some weed, do a podcast, fish, coach, and go to your kids' practices. Also grow a beard and get a jean jacket. Yeah. Um, that's the plan. Chris, you, I, I've rambled on long enough. You got stuff to do. Steve's got to go pick up his kids. I, I look forward to listening to the podcast with you and Sheehan. When does that first one come out? Friday. Whoa. Friday, ah. This Friday. What's today? Well, I don't even know what today is. Oh, Tuesday, also, Tuesday. can you just, that list you rattled off, can you just yeah. text that to me so I can remember exactly what I'm supposed to do? I will. It starts, with plant, it starts with plant weed. <laughs> um, I'll send it to you when oh, we get done. Yeah. Hey, Chris, uh, you're, you're a good man. I enjoy you, and I appreciate you picking up the phone and talking some football and life and all the rest. Enjoy Wyoming, all right? You guys are the best. Thanks for having me. That was Chris Cooley, who is a brilliant football mind, and as you heard, if you weren't aware, a very interesting dude. Uh, we typically do a segment called Scott on the Spot, and then I go pew, 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 because we do sound effects. But right now, I'm going to put Steve on the spot. Mm. If you could wake up every day and do whatever the f*** you wanted, <laughs> what would that day look like? Ugh. It's not what Cooley has. Like, I'm not waking up and going fishing. Like, no, no chance. You fished uh, once with your dad, didn't catch any fish, and yeah. never fished again. True story. Ever. True. Never caught a fish <laughs> in my life, and I've All been right. on multiple fishing trips. Okay, so um, what would you do? I, beach would be involved. Love I it. need electricity, though. we got to have action on games. I like, I'll pack a cooler every day, you know? Just, just easy. I'm fine being by my – is my family involved or no? You just tell me. me. It's, it's your day. Well, my family's involved. The beach, obviously. Um, but then around. maybe they go somewhere else at some point. <laughs> maybe I, I, if I could do whatever I want, I'm definitely going to pencil in some daddy alone time. <laughs> we got to, we got to set the slate for the day and, yeah. and, and, and get it going. But uh, yeah, as I've gotten, I hated the beach when I was young. I, I, I really like the beach now because it's, it does give me a sense of relaxation, even though I have three maniac kids. It's still, I still find time to be able to relax there. That's good. That's good. What about you? I don't know. I mean, it's, I, 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 it's lots of, th- I, I'd like to sit down at, by myself at like a table at the aunt win encore with a marker, just play one slot for big money, just play cards. When's the next time you're going to go into a casino? I don't know. Like I have to get one of those beekeeper masks. <laughs> like, like, is that what I have to do? Get those, I, have to, I have to get like a beekeeper hat. And like you got to wear gloves and whatnot. I mean, I, I would just say like something about just being 
solo, not hammered, not with your friends, nobody's wrecked, and just playing cards. That's like there's a feel. Like I remember that feeling about Vegas as yeah, far as anything. You just do the, really well. You just disappear. And it's like, oh my God, where'd Scott go? I was like, I know where he is. He's, he's by fine. himself. He's fine. fine. Don't, don't worry about him. Stack of chips. Don't worry about him. He's good. He'll like, be good. He'll going, be at breakfast tomorrow. Don't worry. The, the, the <laughs> feeling of just anything could happen, but in your mind, only the good things are what you contemplate, right? Like you're going to go on a bender, like in a great way. You're going to hit everything. You're going to win everything. Like that feeling is the best. Now, when you're at McCarran, and you've lost it all, and all you oh. hear is and you're just like, I'll never come back to this place again. That's the worst. Mm -hmm. But you asked, what would I do? And like in this perfect day, at some point, I'd be, I'd be alone, firing, and hoping to get eight so I could split against a six. Um, that'd be part of it. I definitely would be laying on the couch watching games. Yep. I definitely would be with my kids with, with my kids for a chunk of it. Maybe not all. Um, I'm a simple man. I don't require a yeah. lot. I'm, well, guessing, babysitters. I'm, I'm guessing you'd still want to do this podcast too, of course. Right? Nope. I would, I would <laughs> wait for Rockhold to send the text asking, Hey, what time you guys thinking? And I go, damn it. Would, would you block my number? <laughs> no, I wouldn't block your number. I just would just tell you I'm not doing it. Like, like when you texted me at the beach, you say, like, Hey, you want to do a pod? And I filmed myself saying, I really, really don't. Um, and it's not that I don't enjoy this. This is good fun. I mean, I'm laying on my bed saying, draw me like your French girls talking to coolies fishing in Wyoming. Like this there is good go. fun. I love doing it. Um, I just don't like thinking about doing it when I'm not doing it. Is that weird? That's, no, that's that, makes, the, that makes perfect sense. That's the only way I can describe it. The doing it I love. It's the thinking about the rest of it that's hard. So listen to Chris Cooley's podcast with my guy, Kevin Sheehan. Um, that's coming out starting Friday. You're and back on Sports Center Wednesday. We're back Wednesday. Draft. Uh, we got a big draft coming tonight, Steve. I'll see you. Don't go giving people pay. If I see you put your phone, it's, uh, if your phone's out. Everybody's see, there. Yeah, but if I see Sanko looking at his phone when it's time to pick and I look over at you and you have that look on your I'm face. I'm there for I you tonight, buddy. I'm there for you. You're going to have a little indecisive. Round five, six, it gets a little indecisive. I'll help you. Check him for earwigs. Yep. Yeah. See, I just. Not happening. I, It'll be fine. I know he, that's my guy. That's my, that's my dog. You got to go get your children. Uh, Steve's leaving. Uh, we'll see you on TV Wednesday and we'll see you for a bonus pod talking weekend action coming uh, a little bit later this week. This is SB pod. We'll talk to you soon.